All right. I think we're live. Monday morning. Thank God it's Monday. We got people coming in. Give people a second to come on in. Feel free to hit up the chat if you want. Hit up a comment. Um, this is my first time, so let's just get this out in the open right now. My first time going live. Um, so there could be some technical difficulties. I don't see me on the video, so I don't even know if I'm on the video. Um, I don't know if y'all can hear me. Hopefully you can. I see some people joining. Um, so spare me if um, spare me if you know you can't see anything or whatever. Um, I got my man Lake on the chat. So you hit up the chat if you have questions, you have comments. Maybe you could start by just saying where you're where you're dialing in from, where in the country or where in the world. And Lake will uh, hit me up on the side with some good questions. Um, so we're going to roll this thing like, I don't know, 15, 30 minutes and just shoot the shit. Um, I wanted to start this for a few reasons. One, um, you know, I've been talking a lot about um, SDRs and the job market and things like that. It's super timely. Um, and, you know, hopefully this will add some value want to maybe do this every Monday or every other Monday to uh, get people pumped up and, and get us off to a good productive week, starting off uh, the week here, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So um, what I want to talk about was, is uh, how to find a job in the SDR market or in the AE market right now. It's crazy. So here's the backstory. I got two people in my family right now, a cousin and a soon-to-be brother-in-law that are seniors in college looking to get into sales, looking to get into tech sales. So I figured I'd throw out a LinkedIn post and just see, you know, maybe one or two people will comment. Someone's looking to hire them. Maybe I can give them an intro, right? And I put that out last week and I got over 200 comments. Um, and that's not because I'm the man by any means. That's just because the market is hot. 200 comments from people, uh, recruiters, heads of sales, sales managers, head of BDR, all these different people hitting me up, asking for intros, uh, asking for interviews before they even saw their resume. It was wild. Um, I had the CRO of a publicly traded SaaS company DM me on LinkedIn. We have never talked before and ask for both of their resumes and ask to get them hooked up. So um, again, that's not saying anything to, to my clout, but that the market is hot right now. Whether you're trying to get into tech sales and you're trying to be an SDR whether you're an SDR at a current company and you want to find somewhere else to go because you know they're not treating you well or you don't think the path is where you want it to go, or if you're an AE trying to make that next move to either a better company or trying to get your pay up uh, or whatever it might be, you're trying to get the extra pay to, to double down in Bitcoin right now and buy the dip, whatever you're trying to do, this is the time to fucking do it right now. Um, so Here's the first step. A lot of what I'm going to talk about is going to be for the SDRs out there because that was the original post. That's what I'm talking about. I think they could use a lot of help. But if you have questions specific for AEs in the market, again, throw them in the chat. Throw the questions in the chat. My guy Lake will hit me up. He'll text me. He'll let me know what the questions are and we'll get it going. Um, but here's the step. I got a 10-step process. Uh, that I just came up with over the weekend that if you want to get a job in tech sales, this is what you should do. Okay. So the first thing first, you got to know your why. Before we get into the nitty gritty of your resume or the interview or anything or comp or salary, you got to know the why. Why do you want to get into sales? Um, over half of the people that graduated from college in 2018 went into sales in some capacity. The vast majority of people end up quitting 
or hating it or not being as successful as they'd like. And the reason for that, among many others, is uh, one reason is because you don't have a strong enough why. So here are a few examples of that. I talk to people all day long that have crippling tons, tons, tons of student debt. You just graduated school. You got 50K, 80K, 150K of student debt. Sales is a great job to get into because you can control your destiny and how quickly you can pay that off and get closer to financial freedom. Maybe you, you know, are, are super competitive. Uh, I was a D2 athlete, holler, tennis in college. Um, and so maybe that's your thing. Uh, maybe you love, you know, working with people. Maybe you've done retail or cut code knives or sold vacuum cleaners or something like that. Someone in your family's in it, whatever it might be. If you are curious, if you're a hard worker, if you want, you know, no cap on what you can make financially, those are all reasons that you might want to get into it. Um, all right. So the second thing is you got to get your resume and you got to get your LinkedIn profile sales ready. So I see a lot of people out there that add me on LinkedIn that have these catchy little headlines at the top that say something like uh, aspiring SDR. Um, I've got, there was one woman that I helped get an SDR job who her caption was like, you know, soon to be the coldest cold caller uh, in the SaaS world. Like something like that, that is not just like I'm a student at XYZ University or I'm an accountant, right? Um, two really, you know, one of my good friends and my sister actually traded professions. One was an accountant, one was a teacher um, and got into sales that way too. So even if you are an accountant, you're a teacher, whatever it might be, put something in your headline that says that you're an aspiring SDR or salesperson, right? So right when the person first sees your name, um, that's going to be that first indicator. And then go out through your LinkedIn and in your resume, do it both. Get everything sales focused, right? Everything that you've done, what maybe you worked construction, maybe you, um, you know, did some social media, maybe you had a good internship, whatever it might be. Um, even again, if you were, had a full-time job doing something else like teaching, those skills relate and can resonate over to sales big time, right? So um, put that and try to frame it in a context for, yeah, you communicated clearly with all these people. Here's how you're, you managed your uh, athletic and student workload in college to you know, work on time management and teamwork and commitment. Um, here's how you, know, you, you budgeted all these different things and you use numbers for you know, analyses if you're in finance or in, in accounting, right? So you got you to gotta think about how can I use these uh, skills that I already have and make them kind of sound like they're ready for sales. And a lot of them can be applicable anyways. So that's number two. Um, and again, any questions as people are, I see more people are rolling in, hit it up in the chat, uh, questions, thoughts, feedback, and I'll let you know what, what I think. Um, number three, you want to figure out what you want and the specifics of the role. So my man, Scott Lease, uh, who's a mentor and friend of mine, put out a post today that pretty much says, if you're looking at a job that is requiring you to be in an office, man, that's old school, whether we're talking pandemic or no pandemic, that's probably a way of the past. And maybe you want to get into an office, but it, it, it probably shouldn't be a requirement that you need to get in there, especially five days a week. That, that is going to be a way of the past. And any company that's doing that um, is probably going to need to rethink their strategy real quick. So um, the first thing you want to understand, where do you live slash where do you want to work? Or do you want to just be fully remote? Most jobs 
recs on LinkedIn or on their company site are going to be very explicit and say, you need to live in San Francisco or you need to live in New York or it's remote or maybe it's a blended hybrid approach. So you want to understand that. You want to understand that, you know, any type of company, if you're interested in a certain type of technology or, or product, um, you know, maybe you're, you're getting into like the crypto world. There's a shit ton of opportunities uh, for jobs to get into crypto or Web3. Maybe you're interested in, uh, you know, finance. Maybe you're interested in uh, design, whatever it is. There's products that you can sell that can match your interest. Um, and so if you have that, that's a good place to start because you want to believe in whatever it is that you're going to be selling. If you don't know what that is, then that's cool too. Um, you know, at some point, sometimes a job is a job. But if you have some of those preferences, you should get that outlined. Um, and the number one thing that I think you should be looking for, especially if this is your first or second sales job, is the learning opportunity. So let me break that down. Comp is great. The first year comp is important. I made 45K in my first job coming out of college. That's nothing. You get an SDR job nowadays. I don't know the market super well, but you're probably, depending on where you're at, maybe making 60, 70, 80 uh, grand uh, OTE. So roughly double uh, what I was making. And that's great. I don't want to demean the importance of comp. But when you're in your first or second sales job, the most important thing is who are the people you're working for? What is the culture of coaching and learning and development? And how can you grow to be a better, a better salesperson? Because the truth of the matter is, whether you're making 40K or 80K coming out of school, it really doesn't matter. If you don't get good enough, if you don't build the skills, then that's going to be your cap. You're going to be capped at that. But let's say you come in making 40K, you rough it out, you're an SDR for a year or two years, you start develop, developing the skills and you work for someone that, you know, you can look at some of the leaders out there on, on LinkedIn that are killing it. Like if you work for KD, Kevin Dorsey, when he was at Patient Pop, your skill set is going to be so strong that you are going to be making 100, 150, 200, 250K within a few years after, after graduation. And if that seems crazy to you as a college student or a first-year employee or someone that's a teacher or whatever you're doing, that is not crazy. If you get the, the right skills and you can hit your quota, 2X, 3X your quota, you can absolutely be making you know well into the six figures uh, within five years of graduating college, no doubt about it. And you can be making seven figures uh, within a decade of being in sales. If you have the skills and you're at the top, top, if you want to learn more about that, go follow Ian Cognac uh, on LinkedIn because the guy is, is amazing and he was one of the top reps at Salesforce. So understand that. We'll get more into the learning a little bit later. The fourth step, check out, you know, LinkedIn jobs is the place to go. Don't, like, don't bother. I don't know if people are using Monster or Glassdoor or whatever. LinkedIn is the one-stop shop. That is the place to go. If you don't have a job opportunity and you're looking for one, that's the place to start. Literally at the top of LinkedIn, there's home, there's my network, and then there's jobs. Go there. You could type in sales development rep, business development rep, SDR, BDR, um, the location that you want, and you're going to get dozens and dozens of job opportunities. The second idea is go to my post. I posted it about a week and a half ago where I tried to hook up my, my two, uh, the two people in my family with jobs, literally 200 plus comments of people begging 
for SDRs to apply there. So go there. That's going to be your lead. So start clicking around those companies and those people, maybe make a little spreadsheet with the names and you know some of the things. All right, this company's located in San Francisco. Looks like a good culture. This one's in Chicago, whatever it might be. That's the per- first place to look. The second thing I do, this is step number five. If you really want to impress before you get to the interview stage, join a group, um, a, a community, a coaching program like Vendition or Aspireship. So if y'all aren't familiar, there's a few others out there that I'm blanking on some names. Um, but Vendition and Aspireship are essentially programs that if you are an aspiring SDR, you can go in, they will train you for multiple weeks about all the things that you need as an SDR, how to cold call, how to cold email, how to use Salesforce, how to use sales engagement technology, you know, how to structure your day. All of the things that someone would teach you to prep you, they do it for free. There are some services out there that try to charge you or they try to take part of your pay. Do not join those. Take the ones that are free. And the thing that's in it for them is they then hook you up with an employer on the other side. And the employer is happy to pay these middlemen because they've trained you up. And so instead of getting someone that's brand spanking new to sales, now all of a sudden you've got someone that's got some real skills. They know how to use the technology. They know how to build engagement. And so that you're more valuable. And so whether they actually hook you up with the job or not, it doesn't matter. Get the training. It's free. It's good. I know people... Um, you know, hit up Penelope at Vendition, hit up Christine Rogers at Aspireship. Um, what are a few others? There's Flock J out there that are helping people of color specifically get in. There's us in technology that are doing the same. So if you're in that position, hit up one of those four Vendition, Aspireship, Flock J, us in technology. Um, I believe all four of them are free for you and are only paid for the company that's trying to hire you. If you're, if they're asking you to pay, don't do it. Um, that's a scam when you can get the same stuff for free. So don't, don't, uh, ridicule yourself to that. That's step five. Step six, join other networking groups, uh, on LinkedIn. So this would be one, right? We're learning here. We're engaging. You can meet people in the chat. You can hit me up with questions again, feel free to put them in the chat, but go to, you know, the next best thing that I would, I would suggest is Thursday night sales. Again, my man, Scott Lease uh, and Amy Volas put on a phenomenal event every Thursday night. Uh, I think it's at five ish Pacific. They put it out and they get dozens, sometimes hundreds of people join virtually where they just have real talk and people have gotten jobs. People have gotten promotions. People have gotten pay raises. There's a lot of good stuff that comes from it. And they kind of just drop all the BS. They have real talk about whatever's going on in people's lives or careers. And it's a super good program. I couldn't highly recommend it enough. And when you're in some of these groups, look at who else is in there. Maybe it's someone that's in the same position as you. Maybe it's a hiring manager. Maybe it's someone that works at a company you want to work for and start DMing, right? It's called social media for a reason. You don't need to just sit on and listen or sit on and watch or scroll, right? Get in and start engaging with people. So again, that could mean asking questions. It could mean hitting up you know, me after this. It could be hitting up Scott and Amy after Thursday night sales, um, there's a ton of webinars out there. Like Morgan Ingram puts on great stuff in the, in the Jay Barrow sales team. I could go on and on about great resources to, uh, to hit up, but just, just start getting engaged, start experimenting and try to, you know, maybe meet one person every time you go on there, DM them. Hey, you know, I thought this was cool. Looks like you're at a great company. Like, would you be willing to chat? 
And I've made some great friends and great connections just by a DM on LinkedIn, hopping on a Zoom call, you know, quote unquote, Zoom coffee and, um, and made great friends, made great connections, um, gotten jobs, helped people out. It's a great way to do it. So that's the sixth step. So um, for people that have, have been joining in, you got to understand why you're in sales. You got to understand, you got to make your uh, LinkedIn and resume sales ready. That's number two. Number three, get specific on your search. Number four, go to LinkedIn jobs, go to posts like the one I had a couple of weeks ago and go scour people to, that you can hit up for your prospecting list. Number five, Vendition, Aspireship, FlockJ, Us and Technology, all great resources. Number six, Thursday night sales, hit that up as well. Um, number seven, now we're going to get into actually into prospecting, into these jobs, right? So you've got your hit list, right? You've got your LinkedIn jobs. You've got your um, people that you hit up on maybe my post or, or otherwise that you know are hiring. I mean, people put out posts about, hey, we're hiring at this company all day long. So go to that, make a little Google sheet, company name, the person's name, their LinkedIn profile link, where the job is located, and then maybe a note section about other things that stand out about it. Um, great coaching culture, um, cool technology, whatever it might be. You got your list. Here's what you're going to do. Three steps. Number one, go figure out who the person is that's responsible for hiring, whether they put the post out or not. Add them on LinkedIn. Send them a personalized LinkedIn request, right? This is not creepy. This is not weird. This is sales. Say, hey, X. Um, hey, Tom, saw that you were, you were hiring over at Gong. Um, really cool. I'm interested in getting into uh, you know, the tech sales world. I'd love to connect with you. That's it. LinkedIn. Let them accept. They'll probably DM you back if they are hiring and say, great, here's the application form or, hey, let's get on a call or you know, maybe you're not a fit for whatever reason. There might be multiple responses. Then after you add them on LinkedIn, you go over to email. If you can't get their email, it, it's, it's relatively easy. You can use a, a site like Zoom Info, which has got millions and millions of emails. You could probably find it in their LinkedIn. You could just guess it, first initial, last name type of stuff, and send them a three to five sentence email. In the subject line, put jobs at X company or your hiring position or something specific to the job. The first sentence, make it very relevant. Hey, Tom, I saw your post about hiring at Gong and wanted to reach out. Tom, joined your LinkedIn live and heard that you were hiring. Boom. Saw your post on this comment. Saw you join this webinar. Saw you on Thursday night sales, right? You have it very specific to that person. And then you have two to three sentences about the meat of what you're asking. The reason I'm reaching out is that I saw you posted a job role hiring, looking for SDRs. I have experience in retail sales. I was in a swimmer in college. I put together an art fair. I donate my time to charity, whatever it might be, why you think you're right for the role. And I'm really excited about the opportunity at Gong Space. Would you be open to connecting about this? Best, your name. That's four sentences, three to five, five at most. And the reason why it's got to be short is because these people get emails like we all do all day long, hundreds of emails. And if they're opening it on their phone, you don't want to go past one scroll, right? You want them to be able to see it, one scroll, and they can see your message and you ask a call to action at the end. 
that's just like, yes or no, would you like to connect on this? They probably will, right? And that shows that you know what you're, you're already doing the job. You're already doing a sales job while before you're even getting paid to do it. And then some of you, uh, here's most of you will probably add them on LinkedIn. Some of you will go the extra step to email and probably one person listening to this will do this last step, but I guarantee this person gets the job no matter what. Pick up the phone and call them. If you get the email or something from Zoom Info or Seamless or another source like that, um, they're probably going to have their phone number there too. Call them. It's not going to be perfect. You're going to be terrible. It's going to it's going to feel awkward and clunky if you've never made a cold call before. But if you, if I put a post out about trying to hire an SDR and you called me on my cell phone and said, Tom, I saw your post about hiring. I'm reaching out because I'm really excited. And I think I, you know, I'd love to explore the opportunity with you. You're getting an interview no matter what. You could say anything else. The rest of the call, you could throw up. It does not matter. I'm getting you an interview because you picked up the phone and you, at least made an attempt to make a cold call. So if you want the job, and that relates to AEs too, whatever you're trying to get, go out there and get it. Don't just be blindly posting, you know, applying on LinkedIn and crossing your fingers and hoping people get back. You got to go out in there and get it. That's what sales is all about. So that's step seven. You got to prospect in. Now let's say you've got a couple interviews. This is step eight, eight of nine, right? We're almost there. We're almost home. Um, prepping. So the interview prep is super important. There's a few things I would do. Number one, go to the company's website. Spend, you don't have to spend a ton of time, but spend 15 minutes there. Click around. Can you, can you say what they do roughly in one sentence, right? It's not going to be perfect. You might not understand the tech all the way or exactly what the product does, but can you at least get like the rough estimate of it? Um, you need to be able to do that. Then go to the company's page. There'll usually be a resources tab. And then like there'll be news or press releases or something like that. Go there and see what have some of like the news articles been or the press releases been in the last uh, three months. So here's a few things you're looking for. One, you want something. You know, hopefully if it's a good company, they're getting something going. They're, they've been doing something in the last few months that's exciting. A product launch. Maybe they got funding. Maybe they announced new customers. If they're public, they might have announced an earnings report. Um, a, a bunch of different, you know, they hired a new executive, whatever it might be, you would at least want to see that there's some forward progress there. It doesn't mean everything. There's plenty of companies that get funding that are not going to be successful or going to fail, but at least it's a good sign if some good momentum is happening. So you want to know what's going on and maybe take a few notes of that. If it's been recent, if it's happened in the last few weeks, bring that up on the call. You, they just got a round of funding. Hey, Tom, Saigon just got a huge round. Like, congrats. That would be a great way to start the call. Okay. So you got that. You've got to go to the personal LinkedIn of the person that you're talking to or people that you're talking to and take some notes on there as well. What have they done? Um, can you find anything that to connect with them on? Where they're from? What school they went to? Um, did they play a sport or were they in a club in college? Uh, volunteering? Do you know anyone that worked with them? You can see obviously mutual connections. If you have them, uh, you can bring those up. Is there hopefully anything? If they've been posting on LinkedIn, do you agree with any of the or disagree with any of the things that they've been posting? Hopefully you can find at least one thing. Try to find one thing you can bring to that interview that shows that you did your homework, right? That you can go in there and it's not just, hey, 
I'm Tom, I'm here for the job. You can start off by being interested in them, right? And say, oh, wow, like I saw you, man, you went to, you know, Boston College or, hey, wow, you know, you grew up in, um, you know, you grew up in San Francisco. Are you a Niners fan? That was a, you know, crazy game on Saturday, whatever it might be. Try to find a reason, try to find a way to connect with them. Um, the next thing is you've got to have a few, you got to have your, your questions ready to go for what they're going to ask you. They're going to ask you what your strengths are. They're going to ask you what, maybe what your weaknesses are. They're going to ask you why you're interested in sales, why you're interested in that company. What is your, you know, what has made you successful name a time where you've struggled or had adversity. These are all very basic interview questions you could find on Google. Um, and you don't need to have a written out response, but you want to know in your head roughly what will you say if and when they ask that thing, right? And so it wouldn't hurt to write it down just so you can kind of think about it or definitely wouldn't hurt to role play this with a friend or a family member or someone that might be mentoring you. And then the last thing for prep is um, to think of questions to ask them. So a few questions that might be helpful. One, if they're not clear about some of the non-negotiables for you, you need to know that. So whether that's where they're lo- where the job is located, if it's remote or not, things like that, you, you want to have answers to. You don't want to waste your time if that's not going to be a fit for a very um, you know, specific reason like that. Um, we already talked about learning. Learning, again, if you weren't there earlier, is the number one reason you should join a company for your, at least for your first or second sales job. I would argue maybe ever, but at least for your first or second you want the skills that are going to end up making you more money and give you more opportunities down the line. So you want to ask them about that. You want to ask them, what's the, what, how do you coach? What's your leadership style? Um, you know, what, what can I expect in terms of, you know, growth and coaching and development while I'm here? And here's the thing, y'all. The reason I'm doing this is because this, this is simple economics. The supply and demand is way skewed. There are a ton, ton, ton of people looking for SDRs and there aren't that many SDRs out there right now. So you've got a lot of leverage. So if someone's coming in and they can't answer you how they're going to coach and develop you, and they're just going to stick you on the phones and expect you to be you know, an A player on day one, you don't, you, you don't want to go there. I know it's a job. I know it's probably going to be good money, but you're going to go there and you're, either, you're, you're not going to be as successful as you'd like. You might figure it out, but... You're not going to be as successful as you'd like if they're not in it with you, coaching you, trying to train you, trying to get you to be the best version of you of yourself as a salesperson. So you want to ask them that. And you want to come into that interview humbly, respectfully, but know your worth, know your value. If this was the if the if the supply and demand was skewed the other direction, we might be having a different conversation. You might just need to take a job and figure it out. And that's kind of how things were in 2020. The, the tables have turned. There's never been a better time since I've graduated about seven years ago to find a job um, at, in sales and to have the leverage for that. So you want to be confident and you want to make sure your questions are answered. So a few other questions that I would I like to ask just in interviews are, are generally like, what separates people that have been successful versus not in the role? Um, you might get a feel for whether the answer is very common. You know, they weren't very good with their time. They you know, uh, they didn't work very hard, whatever it might be. It'll give you a sense for what the, what the manager or hiring manager thinks. It'll also give you a sense of like, man, is that going to be something that I can do and, and natural with my skill set? So 
<clears throat> I would definitely ask that, uh, you know, basic stuff, like maybe when, you know, when, when you're starting things like that. So I think all of that is good. A quick side note, if you're an AE listening to this, I know most of this has been talking about SDRs, <clears throat> first time salespeople. If you're an AE and you're trying to get like a mid market enterprise strategic AE job, you should absolutely be hitting up individual contributors at the company and getting the real deal. I know people that have gone in, they've prospected, they did their research, they did their due diligence on the company. They had someone that they knew that was in leadership. Um, they negotiated the hell out of their comp. They got a great deal. They got more money than they could imagine. And they get in, oh shit, I can't sell this product. This product stinks or we're behind or I'm an enterprise and this thing is not ready for security. This is like, we don't have anything ready that's enterprise ready, right? So you got to ask reps. And as an SDR, you could do that too. Hit up SDRs on LinkedIn. There's a ton of them active. Hit them up, say, hey, yo, I'm interviewing. I'm interviewing at Gong. I'm interviewing at XYZ Company. Can I talk to you for 15 minutes? I'd love to hear what it's like there. And you'll get the real deal from reps, right? You'll get it real cut. No BS from a manager. How is it there? Are you making money? Are you making quota? Is the product sellable? Is the manager cool? Are they coaching? Are they developing? Um, do they care about my well-being? Do they care about my mental health? You know, uh, is it diverse? Like uh, anything that you care about, you can get the real talk. And I highly suggest as part of the interview process, you hit up one to three individual contributors, people doing the job you're applying for and try to get it. Um, and then I, I bring that all back to my, you know, I'm, I'm old school. I'd bring it back to my spreadsheet, my Google sheet, my Excel and say, here's the companies, here's what they say. And then do some sort of like a stack rank. You know, this company looks good. It's remote, but man, the AE said the, the quotas are way too high, you know, or in this one, you know, oh, it's, you know, I got to go in an office two days a week, but the AEs said, man, they're making bank over there. The SDR said the coaching is off the charts. I'm learning more than I ever could have imagined. You know, the, the VP of sales really gives a shit about me and my career. All right, that's something to be really considered. And so I put all that out into a spreadsheet and try to figure it out that way. Um, and then the last step for when you're actually in the, in the interview, you got to close, y'all. You got to close and follow up. This goes back to you're doing the sales thing before you're even in sales, technically, right? So at the end of the call, say it's a 30-minute call, I'd say with five minutes left, put a timer on your phone, keep your eye on the clock, whatever you got to do. And say, you know, Tom, this is a great conversation. You know, I'm really interested in the opportunity at Gong. Um, you know, like, could we talk through what the next steps are, you know, for the opportunity? Or is there anything that you see that would hold you back from hiring me? Um, it's going to be, again, uncomfortable if you haven't been doing anything sales related to ask those questions. But trust me, the hiring manager will respect that. They will like that. It'll show that you're not afraid to ask the questions. And again, it, it's just a sign of set, you know, being able to do the sales job before you're there. So um, I think that's definitely something that you should be checking out or definitely something that you should be doing is try to close them. And then you follow up, right? <clears throat> the same three to five sentence thing. Tom, thanks so much for the conversation about the job today. You follow up the same day. Thanks so much for the, you know, for the opportunity and for the conversation. What I really liked about the conversation, pick out one thing that stood out to you, right? And make sure you're taking notes during the call. One thing. Well, I really liked how you said 
that you do a coaching call with everyone on your team every Tuesday. Like, I think that's a great idea for, you know, helping the team to make sure they're developing and going towards their goals. You know, I loved hearing about, you know, uh, the, the, the emphasis on having a good time and, and having fun and the, you know, the Friday happy hours that the team does. I, I really, wow. Like I loved hearing about your passion for the product and what it's doing to help our customers problems, whatever it might be. You want to show that one thing that you took away and then, you know, at the end say, looking forward to hearing from you on the next steps. Or if you already closed the next step on the call, and let's say you have another call in the calendar, you know, looking forward to our call on Tuesday, or I'll look forward to hearing from uh, Susie about the next step, because sometimes they'll have the recruiter hit you up or whatever it might be. Right. Um, and so all of that, make sure you send that the same day to anyone that you talk to. Um, and even if you don't want the job, you don't want to burn a bridge. You still, it, it, you'd rather you not want the job and then try to hire you than the reverse. Then you want it and they're not, they don't want to hire you. So even if you didn't love the company or you didn't love the, the hiring manager for whatever reason, I'd still send that note. It takes a couple minutes out of your day and you'd never want to burn a bridge. You always want to leave the best impression possible. Um, and so still send that three to five sentence email. And the last step, you know, you want to get multiple offers, right? Um, you want to get out there and go through the process with multiple companies at the same time. And in a perfect scenario, you're at the end of the interview with two to four, two to five companies. And you got a couple offers because you work the system. And if things aren't working for you, if you're not getting enough hits, that means you got to go back to step whatever it is, seven, and start adding more people on LinkedIn and start emailing more people, applying on LinkedIn, calling, following up. Like you've got to get that motion going to get a pipeline of job ops. And if you do that and you have five or 10 that you're working at the same time, you're going through 10 interviews. I know that sounds daunting and it will be for a few weeks, but what you'll have at the end is your pick of the litter. If you do the right steps, two to four to five job offers, and then you can compare and contrast. And you got your sheet that you've taken notes on, what you think of the leader, what you think of the pay, what you think of the situation of remote or not, the coaching, the learning, the product, all those different things. You can kind of stack those up. Everyone's going to be different on what they care about in their particular situation. Maybe you do need more, more cash right now because um, that's your life situation. That's all good. Again, I highly recommend trying to overweight on the learning because that's going to give you so much more leverage in the future. But, you know, if you can't move for the job or you, you want to be remote or whatever it is, um, stack rank that and then close out on the offer. And so if you're in college listening to this, um, you know, uh, I got a job offer when I was like, in, it was like November of college. So I just, as long as I didn't get kicked out and I got decent grades the last semester, it was all good. Um, and if you're in another job or you're, you're hunting in, um, you know, lock in that, that offer, close it out and, um, and get ready for your next thing. If you could take some time off in between, you know, that's obviously great. If you can negotiate a couple weeks or a month or two, even, um, to, to go travel or go take time off with family or, you know, backpack around Utah, I don't know, whatever you want to do. I'd highly recommend that too. So, um, those are the nine steps. Um, this is going to go out live. I appreciate you everyone for sticking with me, rocking with me. Um, didn't know if anyone was going to join. 
again, if there's any tech difficulties, if anything happened, uh, I'm sure I'll hear about it, but thank you for bearing with me and being patient. This is going to go live on the podcast. So Millennial Sales Podcast, Spotify and Apple, hit us up. YouTube, uh, we're going to go live on YouTube, putting things on there every single day. So that's Tommy Tahoe on YouTube. LinkedIn, obviously you're here. So, so hit me up. I post every day. I would love if you left it in the chat or DM'd me your feedback, positive, neutral, um, or otherwise. Um, oh, Lake's saying that we got some questions. Hit me with a few questions, Lake. I don't, I cannot see the chat, but if people are still on and we got some questions, I can, I can take them. I cannot see the chat though. Oh, we got some questions. Brian Marzo talking shit. I got you. Um, Rohan G. Sorry that I didn't see this until uh, until right now. Uh, hey, Tom, do you need cold call experience as an SDR? Does cold outreach via email won't work? Um, you don't. So it depends on the job, let me say. I know some that there are SDR leaders that want someone that has, that has some sort of cold call experience, uh, in which case, if you wanted that job, uh, maybe you should take a, you know, you could do an internship somewhere. Um, I sold Cutco knives and we had to do a lot of cold calling there. I did that for a summer in college. Um, I know people do like home security or vacuums or Verizon or a bunch of other things if they really want that experience. Uh, but you don't, you don't need it because an SDR is really, for the most part, going to be that first step into sales. Um, I think you want some, you, you want to give yourself a leg up if you don't have any experience, though. I think a few things you could do would be to, like I mentioned earlier, go through some of those courses like Vendition, Aspireship, FlockJ, Us in Technology, those four. Check those out because they're going to give you the courses on how to do a lot of this stuff. And um, if you say that in an interview and you put that on your resume, that's going to look good and at least show that you've been making an effort. There's also courses on... Um, you know, th there's a ton like John Barrows has great courses, um, and content about sales. You could take a number of different like sales training things, um, to at least show that you, you've made the effort in, uh, in sending emails or cold calls or stuff like that. Um, so I would definitely recommend doing that, but you do not necessarily need sales experience or cold call experience, um, to get an SDR job. Um, I think that's it. Brian Marzo talking smack. I love you, Brian. I don't know if you're still on. Um, but I appreciate everyone that came on here. I think that's it. That's all I got from Lake. Um, so again, we're going to try to do this every week, every other week, something like that. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be posting about it. Hit us up millennial sales on Spotify, on YouTube, um, and follow more on LinkedIn. Otherwise it's Monday. We have the whole week ahead of us. Let's get after it. Y'all peace.